up, y'all? It's me, it's me, it's ABC coming at you live on Blog Talk Radio for my studio here in Kent, Washington, my lovely home studio. Welcome to the ABC podcast, where I take modern day and I disembowel it for your entertainment. If you want to call in, the number is area code 563-999-3596, area code 563-999-3596. Call in with your questions, comments, concerns, if you want advice on something, you know, whatever. Cool. I'm here to do that too. I give you, I'll give you advice on, on how to make your, how to improve your romantic station, as it were. That's why I'm here, right? That's why you guys listen. No, well, actually, you guys listen for my monologues. I mean, I get emails and stuff, and but you know, you guys mainly just listen to my monologues. Yeah, I see the numbers. So I mean, they're and they're my numbers are meager. I get it. I'm a new show or whatever, but um, you know. I have fun doing this. Like I say, it's not about it's not about blowing up or being popular or whatever. That'd be nice. But for me, this is my therapy. You know, I just get to talk myself through all kinds of stuff that's on my mind. And it's really therapeutic to be doing that. So, you know, that'd be nice. It's nice. In today's show, I want to talk. I want to do a part two of The Wall uh, because I saw a TikTok video Posted by one Valerie Bertinelli, and it perfectly encapsulates what it means to hit the wall. Now, now, honestly, she realized the existence of the wall a little later. However, again, the wall is a wall. It is a temporal and a mathematical certainty. So, again, it's not it's not if it's when, and if. The video. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play that video, and it's not going to be a clip. It's actually going to be I'm going to do. Oh, that's the other thing that I'm going to do. Today. I'm going to do some live TikTok reacts. Here's the reason why, because I've learned how to beat Blog Talk Radio. Actually, the answer was always there in front of my face to begin with. I just never really looked at it that way. But I'm going to do some live reacts for you, and we're going to. And again, the Valley Bertinelli thing is going to be is going to be one of them. So let's do that today. But first, women, do you understand you create your own problems, right? Especially the dating market. Now, two videos that I come, that come to mind, I don't have a lobby right now because I saw them over the weekend. Maybe I should have saved them. That was probably would have been the thing to do. But one of them I couldn't save is on YouTube. The YouTube video that I was that I'm referencing, I forget who put it up. It was a short that came across my feed, where this woman, this black woman, um, obviously of the lower station in life, let's say, you tell by what she was saying and the way she was saying it. See, here's the thing, black women, and here's what here's. I don't know if you understand this. If you don't, I'm here to clear this up for you. I'm here to clear this air for you. If you do understand this and you're still doing this, then I don't know. I have nothing for you. You're just ignorant. If you don't understand this, then I'm going to explain it to you. And hopefully you take it and you do something with this. Well, black women, understand something. The way you talk gives away a lot about you. All right. And this is not just for black women, but this is it's markedly it's markedly present in within the black woman's sphere, right? The way you talk gives away gives a lot about you. Gives away a lot about you. The way you talk can tell us where you grew up. 
the way you talk tells us who your parents were. The way you talk tells us how your parents raised you, which parent raised you. The way you talk tells us who you hung out with when you were kids. The way you talk tells us if you went to school and actually paid attention or not. The way you talk tells us whether there's a future dealing with you or not. The way this woman talked tells, told, told the story that she was raised by a generation by generations of single mothers. She comes from a line of she comes from a line of single mothers that didn't prioritize education over over self gratification. You can tell this now. When she sits up here and she says what it would take to date somebody like her. With all of her bad grammar, with all of her misuse of certain words, it, she put the point across that anybody working for the city, that is the garbage collectors, that's the cops, that's the firemen. She doesn't want firemen, she doesn't want cops. Good, because other women do, so that's a good thing. Trust me, cops and firemen, they don't want you. Well, no, let me save that for the end. Well, good, because... Other women want cops and firemen, especially firemen. I'm telling you that now. She says, if you work, if you work fast food or retail, then you're not a real man. As if she understands what a real man is because she's a woman that's been raised by generations of single women. So she has no idea what a real man is, but she's saying that a real man doesn't work these jobs. Okay, got it. No, 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 nothing like that. In order to date her, you know, she doesn't want kinds of like actual benefits or anything. So I guess people like me in manufacturing who have good who have good benefits and pay plans and things like that or four four one k doesn't want that. She wants to. She says a real man to be a real man you have to be an entrepreneur and own your business. Now go back to what I said about not too long ago about um, being some men being entrepreneurs and other men being worker bees. There's nothing men. There's nothing wrong with being a worker bee. Go back to go back to that show. I forget what show it is, though, so you have to scroll through them. But it did it in my butt first, so you don't have to scroll far through it. I said, man, that there's nothing wrong with being a worker bee. Some men are work I'm a worker bee, and the reason why I'm a worker bee is, is I don't have it in me to be an entrepreneur. Okay? I lead teams, right? I don't lead. I lead teams. I don't lead businesses because business, I don't. I just don't have a head for business. I have a head for team leadership, yes. If you give me a, if you give me an assignment, I can organize a team. I can have that team um execute that assignment you give me an assignment i can execute that assignment to perfection that's just me however i do not i am not in the head to run my own business understood right so i don't have the head to blow up like people like elon musk and bill gates i just don't have that so what do i do i invest in those businesses is just as good as being the entrepreneur. And guess what? I can do it being a worker bee. See, this is what she doesn't understand. All these cops, all these firemen, all these garbage men that's, that um, she's passing up, they're investing. They're not entrepreneurs, but they'll make that money. Anyway, so she says the real men, real men are entrepreneurs, real men own their businesses, real men drive Lamborghinis. So you have to drive your Lamborghini around in order to get her to be interested. Well, ma'am, understand something. First of all, as a member of the black female community, black female sphere, understand that nobody wants you anyway. This, 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 don't, and don't think that that's just me saying that. Statistics bear that out. Okay, I 
I wouldn't say it if the statistics didn't bear it out. Nobody wants you. You're at the bottom of the dating pool on every dating app. That's just how it is. The next, next thing is, with all of your bad grammar, misuse of words and everything, and your lack of education coming through in that video, you think somebody who, well, no, let me, let me save that point for later. You think somebody with any amount of money who has options of educate women with different education level ranging from can't beat a box of rocks in a spelling bee to the next valedictorian of USC. Do you think he's going to beat you who can't beat a box of rocks in a spelling bee? This is what I was what I'm wondering. Now, understood, there's a lot of women with degrees that can't find men, and there's reasons for that. I'll probably get into that later, maybe not. I'll do that in a later show. However, 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 when you talk about what it takes to date you, knowing that nobody really wants you, and you're making all these high demands and nobody wants you, understand, understand that this is why black women are single. The, next, the last point that I'm going to make is this. You want, a, you want somebody who's flashy, wears gold chains, drives Lamborghinis, has all these navigators, you know, an Andrew Tate type. Understand that those people who are flashy like that, who drive those Lamborghinis, who have all those chains and all that stuff, they don't have money. They don't have money. You're looking at athletes. You're looking at you're looking at rap stars. And guess what? Guess what? They 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 don't have they don't have money. What are you talking about? They make millions of dollars. Yeah. And how come how come over what? What is it? 75 to 80 percent of them end up broke after their careers. Why? Because they don't have financial sense. They go around, they buy all these cars, they buy these big houses, and they they rack up these big long term, long lasting bills that that are still a thing long after their career is over and god help them if god help these athletes if they suffer a career-ending injury then it's really done because they have all these long-term bills and no more income right so what do they do they have well okay whatever i'm not going to get into that part but understand that those people don't have money the flashiest people don't they don't have money you know if you look warren buffett is one of the richest men on the planet look what he drives what does warren buffett drive an old-ass cadillac and according to statistics from, I think it was, what was the car driver or one of the car, one of the car specialty blogs, they said that rich people don't drive Lamborghinis around in all kinds of high fluid. They drive Hondas because one of the things they said was if you drive a, what's the, one of the things she said is if she drives a, if you drive a Toyota, uh, Toyota Camry or something, or any kind of Toyota, really. I like Toyotas. I like Hondas better, but I like Toyotas. And they say, he says, if you drive a Toyota, you're not a real man. Well, guess what? Most men, most men that have money drive those Camrys. Most men that have money drive those Accords. Why? Because they're cheap. It allows them to save money. See, this is how you understand. Just listen to these, listen to these women talk. Just listen to them talk. That's all you have to do. You don't have to interact with them. You have to just listen to them talk. Listen to what it is they say. The things that they say will give them away. More shocking allegations revealed in latest Epstein court docs. Interesting. Um, so yeah, um, that Epstein thing is gonna, that Epstein thing is it's 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 gonna drop a lot of people. I'm just it's gonna sink a lot of ships. I'm just gonna say that. But anyway, listen to these women talk, 
And you can just tell by the things they say whether they're high value or not, whether or not they, per I mean, despite them trying to perpetrate the fraud. So again, you can tell you can tell which women are high value. You can tell which women are not high value just by the things they say. So listen to what they say. Don't watch. And then when you know they can, their bullies come out in their words. Let's just say that. So that's that. The other thing I want to say is this um, about women creating their own problems. Those patriarchy thing, and and I watched a clip from whatever, and. It really got me. It really got me thinking. Like, yeah, this is kind of true. The whole patriarchy thing that that feminists claim exists because there's a subset of men at the top, and they're like, I guess they're supposed to be in control of everything. So here's the deal with that. You know, they 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 claim that the patriarchy is responsible for oppressing women, right? This is this is the whole thing. There's a certain subset of white men at the top that are responsible for oppressing all women. Okay, but dude made a point, and point had me thinking. He's like, yeah, and that's your fault. And the women's like, what? How is that our fault? Because, and he's right, because of what women demand. What Women like the black women, the black women that I was just talking about, who was on TikTok talking about what it would take to date her. It would take men being entrepreneurs, being high, being high position businessmen, making all this money, driving these Lamborghinis. She's not the only woman that says that. A lot of women out there are saying that he needs to he needs to earn six figures, and he needs to be this, he needs to be that, and God help him, she wants to God help the woman she wants to basically exclusively date white men, right? So now you're putting men in a position where they have to get all these highfalutin positions in government, in business, and stuff, and network with other men that are also highfalutin, so that they can get together and make a lot of money and make this little cabal that's making all this money and controlling all these things. And then, yes, you'll date them. Now you're dating them. And guess what? You just, you're just responsible for setting up the patriarchy because of your demands of what it would take to date you. Some things you just, some things you just got to boil down to its logistical, to its logistical base. This logistical nucleus, as it were, or logic, not logistical, logical. Let me stop misusing words myself. Certain things you have to boil down to its logical nucleus. So I beg of you, men listening, men who happen to be listening to the show, I beg of you, watch some of these videos and then take what they say and boil it down to the logical nucleus. And then you'll understand. Again, you'll understand a lot about a lot about these women. It's just going to reveal a lot. That's how I come to understand a lot about our women. Because I take what they say and I boil it down to its logical nucleus. And I'm like, ha ha, yeah, okay, lady. On with the lecture. The Wall. See, here's the thing about The Wall. I did, I did a show Friday about The Wall and what it means when you hit The Wall. Now, there's a, again, there's a, there's a, let me pull this closer. There's a uh, channel. You got to forgive me. I'm not going to be able to talk very well because I have this. There's something going on in my head that's kind of cloudy. So uh, last time I last time I felt this kind of cloud, I had COVID, but I don't think I have COVID this time. It's just, I just need to cloudy here. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend a lot of time thinking about what I'm saying. But The Wall. There's this channel on YouTube called The Wall, and it showcases... Women who are 35 in their 40s, 
late 30s, 40s, sometimes 50s. And they're talking about dating and why men don't want to date them or whatever. And I, in that show on Friday, what I did was, in that show on Friday, I kind of explained what was going on with women, right? And hopefully I kind of nailed it because, and I nailed it not from, and I told it not from experience because I'm not a woman. I've never been a woman. I never claimed to be a woman. And I don't want to identify with this. It's not me. But when I study women, right, when I study the things women do and I study the things women say, the conclusion that I drew from, from it was this, that when women hit the wall, and remember, the wall, the wall doesn't forgive, the wall doesn't discriminate, and the wall is undefeated, right? When a woman hits the wall, and Valerie Burton, now, the reason why this is so significant is because the day after I recorded that show, Valerie Bertinelli put up the video and I'm going to put, I will play the video. I promise. As a matter of fact, let me try to, let me see if I can try to pull it up right now. Um, for me, following forensics. Oh, where was it? Live profile. Um, favorites. Here we go. It's locked down. That's why. Okay. There it is. Now I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this for you in a bit. But Friday's show, and this is a perfect this is a perfect follow-up to Friday's show. Listen to Friday's show and then come back. Pause this right now if you're listening on if you're listening on what's it called? If you're listening on demand. Excuse me, I'm I'm still fighting off this cold. But if you're listening on demand, then go back to Friday's show and listen to what I have to say about listen to what I have to say about hitting the wall. And what women do because they because they've realized that they're hitting the wall. They, the wall is very perilously close, especially when they're when they're in their late thirties. The wall is perilously close. What did I say? Let me go back over it for a little bit before I play the video. I said that when women realize when women realize that the wall is perilously close, they look up right because they wonder why is it that. Years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, men were on, when were on me, they were asking for my Instagram, they're asking for my number, they were talking to me and stuff, they're telling me how beautiful I was, and, you know, mostly because they want to get you in bed, but he, they wanted to get you in bed because you're a good looking woman, that's just one, that was just the thing, right? But you had all these men wanting your Instagram, talking to you, wanting to be around you, wanting to hang around you, wanting to get to know you, right? They wanted to get your Instagram, your phone number, and all this stuff, they're giving you mounds of attention. Fifteen years later, you're wondering why is the number of men diminishing? Twenty to twenty-five years later, the the men dwindled from maybe seven to ten a night who would do it when you were twenty to twenty when you were like twenty-five, twenty-eight to maybe five or six doing it when you're like thirty-four, thirty-five to you're lucky to get maybe three. When you're 39, 40, 41, maybe you'll get three. After you're 41, 42, in your, when you're getting into your mid-40s, you get one. And then when you realize this diminishment is happening, when women realize the diminishment is happening, they, they, she doesn't get the man. She's wondering why. One day she looks in the mirror and, she's, and she sees, remember, fresh face. 
No makeup. Didn't put on the makeup yet. She's out of the shower. She's whatever near her, and she glimpses in the mirror. And what does she see? She sees the lines that have set in. She sees the skin that's starting to sag. Remember when she's when you're 35, when you're in your late 30s, you see like the little frown, this little smile creases setting in that maybe weren't there before. Or maybe you'll see little creases around the the edges of the eyes, the corners of the eyes that weren't there before. Or maybe you're maybe you'll have jowls starting to set in that weren't there before. And you're like, what the hell? And then 10 years later, right? Nine, 10 years later, you look back in the mirror and now you have little creases on the corners of your mouth. The jowls have come down a little more. Your eyes are starting to sink in and you're like, you touch your skin like, wow. So you start putting on a little more makeup. Like, see, here's the thing. When you notice, when you first notice the little lines, little cracks and lines around the eyes and the, and the, and the smile lines are starting to set in and the, and the skin, is, the jowls are starting to sag a little bit. You know, what do you do? You take the makeup, you, she puts on extra makeup, right? Let me, let me tell the story in order. She's 35, 38 years old. She starts putting on a little more makeup, just to hide the, just to hide the jowls that are sagging and to hide the little cracks around the eyes. She puts a little more foundation on and does all this stuff. And then when she's 40, she realizes that, wow, the lines are really setting in. And now I have these lines around the corners of my mouth and the lines are in the eyes, around the eyes. And now I have forehead lines and my jowls are coming down. And look, the the girls aren't where they used to be. What do you do? They go get Botox and lip injections to try to make their lips full again. And they try to fill in the little creases around the mouth and the eyes with Botox and the little... And the little lines in the middle, right between the eyebrows, they try to fill those in with Botox. And if there's and if there's lines on the forehead, they'll fill those in with Botox and they'll put more makeup on in an effort to capture all of that, recapture all of that to try to make herself look more youthful. All the time not realizing that what they're doing to their face are perpetrating a fraud. And when they're perpetrating the fraud, they're further driving men away. Hmm. But where does that, but psychologically, where does that come from? Where does that come from psychologically? Well, it's interesting. So let me play, let me play this video. And Valerie Bertinelli, see, Valerie Bertinelli filled in a, answered a question for me that I was rolling around in my head since the, since the big, since the end of that show. I'm like, women do that. Women do that. Women everywhere do that. It's the same pattern with women everywhere. I've seen it. I'll throw out my uh, four sisters and a mother. I've seen them all go through this, right? And I said, "Where? Why? Why is this that? What? What is the base? What is the psychological process that 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 makes this happen?" And then the next morning, Valerie Bertinelli dropped this video, and I said, "God answered. God answered. God answered me through Valerie Bertinelli." So I'm going to play this video, and I want you to hear this because this is where this comes from. And men, if you ever wonder why, if you ever wonder, if you ever wanted to, excuse me, a glimpse into the female psyche of when they hit the wall, this is it. Now, Valerie Bertinelli, if you don't know, and most millennials do not know Valerie Bertinelli, most most um, Zers or Zoomers, they don't know Valerie Bertinelli. Why? Because Valerie Bertinelli was a star back in the early 80s. She had this show, and I believe it was one, she was on One Day at a Time, which was one of my favorite shows with her and Snyder and everybody. 
But um, I used to watch that show all the time. Valerie Bertinelli was America's sweetheart for a long time throughout the late seventies and throughout the mid early to mid eighties. Um, she was, she she used to be cute and cute as a button. She used to do talk shows and magazines and stuff with everybody gushing over how cute she was. She's sixty three now, way past the wall, and she perfectly sums up the mentality. This is the mentality. So I'm gonna play part one. Valerie Bertinelli, go. Anybody else out there my age um, just find it challenging to wrap their head around aging? Like, because I'm in my 60s, I'm 63. And um, factually, I have spent more time young than I have being old. So I'm kind of adjusting. My body is adjusting for sure. I mean, I, I can still jog upstairs, but I can't run upstairs. I can still do a nice deep squat, but I got to hold on to something to pull myself back up. I, um, I always used to be able to sit in, um, what's that child's pose or whatever, when you're sitting on the back of your ankles, um, boy, I can still do that, but it, it's, it's uncomfortable, let's say. So I'm, you know, I've seen parts of my body that are like sagging that didn't used to like sag my forearm it's like what the hell is that i just don't i'm having trouble wrapping my head around this aging stuff right because in my brain i am still this young goofy let's have fun girl and i my body is and even my brain, because I, I don't want to have the brain that I had when I was in my 20s and 30s and 40s. I'm so much more appreciative of what I've been through and how I've gotten here. But it's just mind-blowing aging. So I guess I'm just wondering if there's anybody else out there that is um, doing their best to adjust to being older when they've spent so much time being young. You know what I mean? Anyway. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So there you go. There, you, there it is. That is the that is the answer. That answer is the gold standard right there. Psychologically, now you understand what's going on. Women spend so much time being young, being young, right, and acting young. See, here's the thing. With these women, especially with these modern women, spend a lot of time being young all the way from their teens into their mid-twenties right so from about 14 to about yeah 14 to 25 those 11 years from 25 to 35 they act young maybe they're not young anymore but they're acting young so they're still going they're still dressing in their skippy little outfits going out to clubs drinking partying um drinking partying doing all this stuff sleeping around acting young maybe they're not young anymore they're they're in their career, they're out of college or in their careers, but they're still acting young. So they're still going out and they're still doing the partying and everything. And remember what I said about drinking and smoking and all the stuff and what it does to your skin, right? This is where all of this comes in. This is where all of this comes together. So I don't say what I say for my health. Now, they go out, they drink, they party, they sleep, they drink, they party, they sleep around. Um, and they're doing all this stuff in an effort to continue acting young, even though they're not. And ruining their skin in the process. And then when the wall hits, when well actually when they hit the wall, then the wall hits too. 
when the wall hits. And now they're looking in the mirror and they're and they're realizing that they're no longer that eight or that seven. Now they're a six. Or now they're a five. And now the realization hits that wow, I spent all this time being young. What happened? I was young for so long, it was so much fun. What happened? Um, the wall happened. And now Instead of paying attention to what was going on with you throughout these years, you were spending so much time being young, acting young, and trying to preserve that youth that you missed an entire transition. And one day you woke up, right? One of my favorite movies, and this scene, this scene still, still kind of makes me tear up. The movie is called Life, and it stars Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. You've seen that movie. This You know the scene I'm talking about. This thing still brings a tear to my eye. After about 50, 40 years or so, yeah, about 40 years of, 40 or 45 years of being incarcerated, uh, Martin Lawrence's character, uh, Claude. So Claude got a job um, carrying, around the, carrying around the ward. It was about 40 years. So he's in. He's well into his. I think it's the seventies or something like that, or sixties. Anyway, he's driving. He's driving around, and he hasn't been out of jail. He hasn't been out of jail in forty years. He hasn't been out of prison in forty years. He gets out. Well, he doesn't get out of prison. He's driving around the warden because that's his job, and he drives to the bus station to pick up the new warden. When he gets to the bus station, he sees black people, but not like he remembers black people in the thirties. They have these hip, they have these afros and these afro puffs and these bell bottom jeans and these colorful clothes and these high platform shoes and he's wondering, what the hell am I looking at? What happened in the forty years? And and then he looks in the car mirror, and he sees his gray hairs, and he sees his wrinkles. And because he didn't have a mirror for forty years while he was in prison, he missed an entire physical transition. The to the point that when he finally looks in the mirror and realizes and looks and looks at his reflection, he's shocked by what he sees. And it's it's really it's a really sad scene. Well, it's not a sad scene. It's kind of uh, it's an emotional scene because he comes to he comes to reckon the fact that he spent he spent some of his best years in prison. And I relate that scene to a lot of these modern women who miss this transition trying to be young and act young instead of trying to do the right thing like finding a husband and a family and trying to have kids and spend their best years imparting knowledge onto the next generation coming up but they're trying to act young they're trying to still act free like they were when they were teenagers or in their early 20s to the point where they missed themselves they missed the physical transition and then when they finally wonder what the heck's going on and they look in that mirror they see they see the toll that that 40 years of life has taken on them now it's a valerie bernelli 63 years and at 63 years the diff the 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 transition is just stark it's it's all set at that point now you have wrinkles now you have hanging gels now you have sagging girls now your skin is all wrinkled in the in the the fat has set in and the body is just is just I wouldn't say contorted, but 
you know, the body's just not where it's where it is anymore. It's just not. It's not going to be. And she hit, she's hit with this realization, and now she's like, "Wow, I've spent so much time being young, and now look at me." And that's that's what happens. That's the psychological shock. You you understand now through her words, the psychological shock that happens when women realize that they've hit the wall. And it said, I don't know if Valerie, I don't know if Valerie is married. Um, well, let's find out. Um, Valerie, let's, let's find out. Let's go to Google. Valerie, uh, Valerie Bertinelli. There she is. Do a shot. Yeah. Um, Valerie Bertinelli. Uh, David, Mike. Let's look at Wikipedia. I know it's not a good choice. But if she's married, spouses, Elgie Van Halen, Tim Vitale, she was divorced in 2022. Here's the deal. Um, Valerie Wolfgang Van Halen, she does have a child, Wolfgang Van Halen, who's, again, he's a, he's a musician. I, I heard of him. Did not know Valerie, Valerie Bertinelli's son. Maybe he should maybe I should have paid more attention to Hollywood while I was there. But um, here's the thing. Valerie Bertinelli is now single. Valerie Bertinelli understands now that because she divorced, um, she divorced her last husband, Tom Vitale. She divorced her last husband a couple years ago, almost a year and a half ago, whatever. Because she's no longer Valerie Bertinelli, that we remember Valerie Bertinelli. It looks like she had some, of course, she has weight struggles or whatever. And weight struggles to do that to your skin too. Anyway, as an aside. But here's the thing with Valerie Bertinelli. Now that she's single, the real realization sets in that she's past the wall, right? The wall has taken its toll on her and that she will live out the rest of her days being single. Now, I don't know what came, I'm not sure what came to um, to cause her second divorce, but whatever caused, whatever, whatever came to, um, whatever caused her second divorce. She's not in for a third marriage. It's just not going to happen. And her romantic life is pretty much over. And this is why I tell women, this is why I tell women again, go back to my show. I don't say what I say for, I don't say what I say for my health. Women, if you're at that age where you're married and you are in your forties and your fifties, it behooves you to stay with your husband. It behooves you to do it. Whatever whatever clouds you have to come out come down from out of in order to reconcile and get, get rid of whatever problems you have with your husband, you better do that. That's on you. That's not on him. Because or else you're gonna end up like Valerie Bertinelli, sixty-three years old, with the psychological shock of having hit the wall and having realized she hit the wall, and with the realization that she no longer will have she has no romantic future. She has no more romantic future. It is over for her. Done. She's hit the wall. She doesn't have a career anymore, so she's not making the money. She may she may be sitting on whatever she has from royalties, but or whatever she's getting from her husband. But what does she have? What does she have to offer? Because the Bertinelli name, it's nothing anymore. It's gone. She has her, I mean, yeah, she has her filmography. People know who she is. But Val, what is Valerie offering the current dating market? She's 63 years old. 
She really have, she doesn't really have a career anymore. You, she said it. You you heard her describe herself physically. I don't have to describe her. You you heard her describe herself physically. What does she have? What does she have? She's gonna be alone for the rest of her life. She's gonna she's gonna. This is how she's gonna live out her days, because she couldn't find it in her to work whatever was whatever her problem was out with her second husband. Let's look at Wikipedia. It says, May 2010, Bertinelli announced her engagement to financial planner Tom Vitale, Vitale who, with whom she had begun a relationship in 2004. Bertinelli and Vitale were married on July, January 1st, 2011 in Malibu, California, with Bertinelli in a custom-made dress by designer David Meister. Paid a lot for that. He paid a lot for that. She has four stepchildren through her marriage to Vitale. Both her ex-husband, Eddie Van Halen, and her son, Wolfgang, had attended the wedding. Bertinelli filed again. Eighty-five percent of women file for divorce. I mean, eighty-five percent of divorces. Eighty-five percent of divorces are filed by women. This is no different. Bertinelli, let's see. Bertinelli filed for legal separation from Vitalon, citing irreconcilable differences. This is what I'm talking about right here. Again, I don't say what I say for my health. Here's the deal. Irreconcilable, irreconcilable differences is BS. And now this the realization is hitting her now. This is why she made this. This is entirely why she made this video. Yeah, it was about it was about hitting the wall, her hitting the wall. Did she realize she hit the wall? Here's the thing. And again, I want the show to be about the wall. This show is actually going to be about Valerie Bertinelli. Um, and I don't want to. I didn't want to make Valerie the centerpiece of my show, the centerpiece of my rant, because I like Valerie Bertinelli. I, um. I respect her for the work she did in the community, uh, in the Hollywood, in the community of Hollywood. I respect the work that she did as an actress. Okay, because again, I grew up, I grew up in and around Hollywood. So again, I'll, one of these days, I'm just going to tell you my life story. I might, I might write a short. I, I don't know because I say that I grew up around all these places, and all you'd have to understand that when I say I grew up around Hollywood, I say I grew up in the medical. Community, it sounds like. I'm embellishing my childhood because I'm talking about two different spheres that really don't mix, but there's one neighborhood in LA where all of that comes together. And that's where I grew up. So again, I'll tell that story one day, but I grew up in and around Hollywood. I told the story, I told you the story of my best friend growing up um, and who, and how he grew up and who he grew up under. But um, whatchamacallit, I respect Valerie Bertinelli. I respect the work that she did. I respect the person that she is, right? But the thing with Valerie Bertinelli is this. The reason why she made this video is not because she realized she hit the wall. That's part of it. But it's not the entire reason. The bigger reason is the fact that it's set in. The reality set in. That now that she's hit the wall so hard and she's divorced from her husband now. And that her husband probably most likely already moved on. She will. She's living with the realization that she will die alone. And that's it. She has her. She has Wolfgang as a son. Not sure what the relationship there is. However, um, as far as romantically, she's going to watch other people who, in her orbit, she's going to watch other people in her orbit who are still in marriages and relationships, and will not face the specter of a lonely death. She's watching that. And she's understanding now that that is not in the stars for her. She will, she has, her chances of dying alone are 
have been greatly increased. And what I was going to say, oh, that's what I was going to say about irreconcilable differences. And saying, and me not saying what I say, I don't say what I say for my health. Here's the thing about irreconcilable differences. Irreconcilable differences is garbage. Irreconcilable differences is quitting on the marriage. That's that's basically what that's saying. I quit on my marriage. I, I there was nothing, there was there was a problem that probably could have been worked out, but because I didn't feel like working out and I felt like it would be better if I just go went on a dating market, if I just quit on this marriage and go on the dating market and try to find something that's more to my liking, then this is why I'm gonna divorce my husband. That's exactly what irreconcilable differences is. Don't get it twisted. So when women Women file and cite irreconcilable differences. It's this says nothing. It says nothing other than I've given. I've given up. I've not. And it's not like I've given up because there's a this marriage has been hopeless for years and years and years and years. And there's just a problem that I couldn't solve, which is on the face what which is what the dictionary definition of irreconcilable differences is. But the reason why women file for irreconcilable divorce under irreconcilable differences is because it is the easiest route to divorce somebody possibly get possibly get half of the assets and then move on to something that you think is better now valerie bertinelli found out that um when you file for irreconcilable differences at this stage in life that there is nothing better out there and she hits it and that realization has hit her and this is why she's making this video because she's living with the she's living with the specter now over her head that she's hit the wall she's divorced twice now and her romantic future is done her romantic her romantic future is done there is no romantic future there's no more romantic future for her and this is why i tell you women no matter what no, 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 no matter what, because I understand that there are certain situations that you absolutely have to get divorced. Alcoholism, drug addiction, um, multiple affairs, that, yes, divorce, all day long, right? All day long divorce. But those are valid, those are valid listed reasons for a divorce. You can, you can divorce on account of um, abuse or alcoholism or something like that you can actually file irreconcilable differences is its own category irreconcilable differences just means that him and i don't agree on something and because of that i'm just going to divorce him well either come to agree on it come to compromise on it or bring yourself out of the clouds and let it go and just be with him despite that disagreement because if you think you're going to divorce him and cite irreconcilable differences and then try to get back out on the market at 45, 50, 55 years old, 60, 63 years old, like Valerie Bertinelli is, there's going to be nothing for you. I'm telling you this. Valerie Bertinelli's confirming this. There's going to be nothing for you. Your romantic future at that point when you divorce your husband after you're 40, 45, 50 years old, you do that, you have no romantic future. The dating market has nothing for you. Your sexual market value is almost zero. Almost zero, because remember, men don't care about men don't care much about the job that you have or the nor the degrees that you earn. Don't care about that. Why? Because we make our own money. So why would we care about you bringing money to the table? We have money that we are we that's on the table already. So why why would that be a thing, right? 
but you're divorced, so we know you don't know how to be a wife because you're divorced. And we know that you've hit the wall, so you don't have the looks. So what do, what do you have to offer the dating market? What? What do you have after you've divorced when you're 45, 50? What do you have for the dating market? This is why I say, if you have somebody that loves you while you're 35, 38, 40, and 45, if he still loves you at 45, you're doing something right. And you should stay in that marriage no matter what. You should. Why? Because it lessens the chances of you dying alone. Again, I understand that there are certain situations where, and let me get back to my studio. I understand that there are certain situations where you you actually have, you, divorcing would just be better. Again, I listed those situations out. But outside of that, that is that is such a small, minuscule that is such a small, statistically minuscule um, subsection of divorces, the alcoholism, the abuse. That, that is, that is mi statistically minuscule. The majority of divorces, the overwhelming majority of divorces are filed because of irreconcilable differences. And now you have a slate of women out there, right? You have a slate of women out there that are now divorced. They left a good man due to irreconcilable differences, so they say. You have a slew of women out there. They're 45, 50, 55 years old, out on the dating market, putting putting up profiles on plenty of fish, talking about what they don't want and who they and how they're how they're direct and they don't give a they don't give a rest behind. Go back to Saturday's show. My the last rant that I did on, on the last profile that I did. Go back to that if you if you doubt me. You have all these old women thinking they control the dating market and they don't. They have all these lofty demands for whoever they want to date. And those, those the man who meets those demands don't want to date them. So now they're jaded. They're blaming all men for the fact that they, they screwed up their own lives. Remember what I said in, the, in my but first. Women, you cause your own problems. This is the quintessential example. And I have a few minutes. This is the quintessential example of women, you create your own problems. Valerie, Valerie Bertinelli created her own problems. And I, I hate to say this about her because, again, I highly respect her for the work that she did while she, would, while she was an actress, while she was in Hollywood. Highly respect her for what she did while she, was, while she was working. But Valerie created her own problems. Valerie, you did this to yourself. And I understand that, you know... And, you have to see this video. If you if you're on TikTok, go drop by Valerie Bertinelli's page, um, and just watch this video because just the audio version that I do on the for the Block Talk Radio because Block Talk Radio is a video. I may do a Twitch. I don't know. Maybe I'll put that in the works for 2025. We'll see. But you have to see this because she's literally. No, I would say literally. She. She looks like she's going crazy. I'm sorry, Valerie. Just the look, just the look on your face when you're doing this video. Looks like your brain, your brain is broken. All right, and I'm not talking intellectually. You're a smart woman. I get that. You're very, you're a very intelligent woman. However, psychologically, something about you is psychologically broken now that you realize that. Now that you realize what your future holds for you, and I'm not saying I blame that. I'm not saying I blame you, right? Because it's pretty it's pretty terrifying. And I can understand where that would where that would lead to some cognitive dissonance, as it were, right? 
That's what that's what I want to say. It looks like you can just see the cognitive dissonance just flowing through her brain. So I under and I understand where that comes from. I understand the panic that sets in when you look in the mirror and you realize that you've hit that wall, you're single now, your romantic future is done, and now you're facing the you're 63 years old now. Time is very short for you, and you're realizing that the specter of dying alone is more of a reality than you think, and you didn't really plan for your life to be that way. When you're an actress, you always figured that you're gonna have that that Hollywood wedding with the one with that one guy. Maybe he was this handsome actor or whatever, or the handsome musician, Eddie Van Halen. He was a handsome musician back in his day. I'll give him that. So maybe you thought you're gonna marry Eddie Van Halen. You go gonna grow old together. And when you're in your when you're 65, 70, you're gonna reminisce about the days in Hollywood and all the fans and everything. And you'll still be getting fan mail on all this stuff. And then you die, and you're gonna be buried next to each other. Here, here lies Valerie Bertinelli, Van Halen, and Eddie Van Halen, in this with this big headstone that commemorates both of your careers and both of your many decades in Hollywood. That's the dream. Trust me, I've been around. That's the dream. All right. When that dream becomes shattered, when that realization sets in that. Not only did you divorce the person that you really wanted to grow old with and have that fairy tale life and death and burial and and commemoration, that's gone. Not only that, you divorced the second husband that you married in pursuit of this dream. And by the time you divorce the second husband, you're way past the wall. You have really nothing else to offer the market. And you will now die alone with probably just a headstone that doesn't even do your legacy any justice of all the work that you did and everything. And the only thing that you're going to have when you die is a small headstone and your your filmography or whatever on IMDb and your little section of Wikipedia. And that's all you're going to have. That's That's really it. I mean... Again, you have a son that's a musician. Not sure what that relationship is. I don't really care. But this is your future. And when the realization of that hit her, she made that video, posted it on Saturday, confirmed what I had said on Friday, and really confirmed what I've been saying throughout this run of shows. So again, Valerie, thank you for, thank you for, completely validating what I've been saying since the start of this show. Thank you. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't think of any more justice that, that any actress has done. Any famous person has done than to lend credence to everything that I've been saying throughout the run of my podcast. That's that. I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. You can catch me on, and I wanted to do some more react videos. And I mean, some, some more react, but I guess I just spent so much time on Valerie Bertinelli because again, she validates everything that I've been saying on this show. Go back to just go to her page if you're on TikTok. Go to Valerie. That's um, hold on. Is this at real real Wolfie's mom actually? Oh yeah, okay. So she's at. Let me give her some cred. She's at real Wolfie's mom because she that's a reference to Wolfgang. So real Wolfie's mom at real Wolfie's mom on TikTok.
So let me let me give her a shout out. And you know, I'm I'm not gonna apologize for saying what I said, Valerie, because I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that what I said is actually true. And I'm just reading I'm reading the room as it were, right? And I'm not gonna disrespect you, Val. I'm not gonna do it. It's not my character because again, I respect I respect the work that you did and I respect you as a person. So I'm not going to sit here and, and call you out your face or call you out your name or anything like that. I'm just reading the room and I'm calling it like I see it. All right. So don't take this as any disrespect toward Valerie Bertinelli. It's not. All right. I'm telling you, go by Real Wolfie's mom. If you will follow her, she's got how many followers does she have? It doesn't say no, but she looks like she has a lot. Though. The video alone has 272,000 likes. Right. So again, um, and 10,000 saves. So she's got her she's got her fan club still there. But the reality of the situation is it's probably going to and it's really sad and it makes me it makes me sad for her to think that that's her future because I because of the the wonderful work that she's done in Hollywood. The fact that that's her future is really sad because it does her no justice. It really doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't lend any. It doesn't lend any any justice to her, to her work, to her to the dedication to her work, and the fact that she's, the fact that that's possibly her future, it's really, it's really messed up. I'm just gonna say that. All right, I, I really feel bad for her. I do. I do. And I hope, I just hope something, I just hope something miraculous happens for her because she doesn't deserve this. However, she did it to herself. She really did. And this is why I tell women, if you don't want this to be your future, if you don't want to end up being in a panic like Valerie is, if you're married, you know, just look for marriage. And if you're married, if the guy's not an abusive butthole, if he's not an alcoholic, if he's not an alcoholic, if he's not addicted to drugs, if he doesn't have, if he's not having multiple affairs, I call it the four A's, four A's of getting out of there. If he's none of that, then it's really worth it to stick it out. Come down out of those clouds. Forget about irreconcilable differences. Reconcile it with your husband because you don't want to be this. If, and just watch the video. I, It was so shocking to me when I first saw the video and I, it broke my heart. And then I realized I had to talk about it because, again, I'm not doing this to clown on Bertinelli. I'm, I'm just not. It's just a reality, and it's a reality for a lot of women, and it's a reality that not a lot of women are seeing when they're young. But they need to see this when they're young and understand that if they don't make the right decisions, even somebody like Valerie Bertinelli, it can happen to and if it, And if it can happen to Valerie Bertinelli, it can happen to you. Anyway, that's it. I, I got to go. I'm, I'm serious. So I'm going to close this out so I don't have anything more to say about this. And I'm ABC. Thanks for listening. Catch me on catch me on social media. I'm, um, I'm on TikTok at jesse.ramsey.something. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't pay attention to my own damn TikTok. I barely post. I've only got three videos up since I started it, for goodness sake. Leave me alone. <laughs> um. But yeah, catch me. I'm, I am on TikTok. Um, 
Let's see. Yeah, jesse.ramsey.abc. And I should know that because that's my whole damn persona online is ABC. So jesse.ramsey.abc on TikTok. I'm also at jramseyabc on Facebook. Uh, so you can follow me there. You can follow my show, the agency podcast on Block Talk Radio on Facebook. Also, uh, catch me on Block Talk Radio. Um, if you're not a member of Block Talk Radio, bookmark the page. Or if you don't feel like doing that, if you have an iPhone, I am on Apple Podcast, and the show is free, so I don't ask for payment for this show. So go ahead and um, follow the show. Uh, follow the show. You'll get all the you'll get all the updates. Now here's the deal with that. Blog Talk Radio has a crap has crappy audio in and of itself. So what I do is after the show, I process the audio on Audacity and I upload the higher quality to Blog Talk Radio. So if you can hold on between if you're subscribed to my show on podcast, I ask you this favor. If you could hold off for at least an hour and a half, then you'll get the uh, then you get the higher quality audio. All right. So that's all I ask. If you that's all I ask of you. If you do subscribe to my Apple Podcast, once you get that notification that I that I um once you got the notification I uploaded a new show, wait about an hour and a half from that time and then you'll get the uh, you get the high quality audio. All right, and that's it. Anyway, I'm out. Um, I'll be back tomorrow at doing this again from 11 to 12, just like I will be all week. And this, this Saturday, I'm going to be on from 4 to 6. Uh, feel free to drop me an email. It's just jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, at jramseyabc.com. Um, feel, feel free to email me there all day long. Send me your thoughts and, thoughts and things. And one last thing. Go dogs! Let's bring this. Let's bring the college football national championship to the Pacific Northwest. This is what we need. This is your destiny. This is what you must do. So go Huskies! I'll be rooting for you tonight. I'll be watching you. I'll be sneaking. I'll, I'll be sneaking away from work every now and then to watch you guys beat the crap out of Michigan. All right. So tonight is Michigan. Next season, since we're in the Big Ten then it's going to be a Pac-12 takeover of the Big Ten with Washington and freaking USC and Oregon. And we're just going to run the table on the on all the all the old dogs of the Big Ten. That's it. Anyway, um, that's it. I'm ABC. You have the info. Thank you. I'm out. dogs now go out there and make the dating world a better place